Hello, and welcome to Glass Tires Art Dirt, where we discuss topical art topics. That's kind of an old inside joke. I am Christina Reese. I am Christopher Blade. And we are here with two guests today. Would you two introduce yourselves? I'm Dean DiDurco, curator at the Contemporary Arts Museum, Houston. And I'm Hyde Fontenot. I'm um, a Texas-based artist and a current resident at Casa Chuck. So we're recording this at Art League Houston in one of their classrooms. They're letting us do this here because this was a very handy meeting place. We're gonna talk about artist residencies because everyone at this table uh, has had some experience with artist residencies. Um, one in particular has had a lot of experience <laughs> with artist residencies and that is Hyde Fontenot, but all of us have, uh, have done that. But one of the ways that we may wanna introduce this is that Hyde is currently uh, artist in resident or person in residence yeah. <laughs> at Casa Chuck at Solidius in San Antonio. And you, Dean, did a residency there as a curator uh, just after the big hurricane here. So would you, you want to talk about the residency and describe what it is? Sure. So I got invited to um, spend some, spend a month, in fact, at Casa Chuck um, when I was out of my home after it flooded during Harvey. Yeah. Um, it was incredible. I think I was perhaps, and you would have to ask Ethel Shipton this one, but I think I was the first person um, invited to spend some time at Casa Chuck right after they, they started that residency program. Um, and it was a really incredible time. Um, during the time though that I was there when I was evacuated out of my house, um, it was perfect timing because I was also working on the Right Here, Right Now San Antonio exhibition that we presented at CAM. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a great way to, to also be on the ground. But I think the, the thing that felt really important was understanding the kind of real heart behind that program mm -hmm. and the way that those folks understood right away the a kind of service that they could that they could offer. Yeah. Um, when I at a really difficult time for me and it was so welcomed. Um, and I'm really thankful for that for that support. So, do you want to describe? Do you guys want to say what Casa Chuck is? Uh, Chuck Ramirez, Solidius. Yeah, yeah. So Solidius was started, I think, as a house gallery by Alejandro Diaz, and then taken by Hill Schneider to run as an art space. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's in a duplex, mm -hmm. an old uh, cottage built like 1910 or something like that in King William neighborhood of San Antonio and the other side of the duplex was the apartment of Chuck Ramirez, artist photographer in San Antonio who died nine years ago maybe? Yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah. And they and they've kept his apartment as uh, mm. what? Like a like it is a it is a residency, but it's sort of it's intact. Yeah. It's his it's his, his stuff, stuff everywhere. Yeah. And I've stayed there too. I mean, a very very occasionally when it's when no one's staying there, I get to stay there. Have you ever stayed at Casa Chuck? You probably no, I will haven't. at one point. It's got an extremely good vibe, mm -hmm. I will say that. And you're yeah. living there now. Yeah. And I think so many folks seem to be familiar with that because Chuck, besides being a really beloved artist, was a really great entertainer and through these legendary dinners so he would cook, have all these people over to the house. And so I think a lot of people have experiences being kind of in that house just socially 
and mm -hmm. celebrating. And so it makes it really easy because I think, you know, the walls are covered like floor to ceiling with other artists' artworks. And so it's really beautiful to kind of get a sense of who his friends, who his community were by by spending time in that place. Yeah, in the huge backyard and it's it is a gathering place and, and it still is. Um, and then you've got uh Solidia's right there with these great shows. Um so so I would say as artist residencies go in Texas, this would be one of the less structured ones. Or, or is it? I know. I, it's funny. I guess maybe we should do a tally of what artist residencies actually exist in Texas. Be interesting. I mean, I bet I'd be surprised by some. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did a, like a top five artist residencies in Texas uh, video probably two to three years ago. I believe it was me and Rainey who did that one. It would be updated now. It would be actually uh -huh. probably a slightly different list. Mm -hmm. And we were going by, you know, how much money do they give the artists? Is there a stipend? I think Art Pace yeah. was at number one because of uh, how generous it is and the living space and the big exhibition opportunity, et cetera, et cetera, plus just the list of artists who've done it. But um, but Casa Chuck is its own really gem of a, of a thing. Yeah. Are there expectations at that residency? Did You were there as a curator. You're there, are you doing shows? What are, what? I, I'm there as an artist and a curator. Mm -hmm. I'm sort of uh, incubating a couple of projects. Um, and so, and I think I might be the first artist with a practice who is in residence there. I think it was primarily for curators and writers mm. because of the way that the limitations of the space. There's not really a studio. There's like a bedroom, a living room, a kitchen. Do you, know, you have use of the gallery space next door? No, actually, uh, the the show the exhibitions are. are occupying the space now so I'm but also my practice is not completely in the studio like um, this project I'm working on now which is the Lodge of St. Rebore is about interacting with the community and and really so it's perfect for that because it's such a social space that I'm I'm meeting San Antonio art community by being there uh, and and so uh, this lodge idea is that I kind of open source participation from the community uh, around the tenets of community building, mental wellness, and spirituality. Mm -hmm. So I find that, and actually like Christopher's talked about doing a cabaret there, and it, it, as, as far <laughs> out as that sounds, it's like I know that we can almost any idea that comes to me I, or comes in my direction, I feel like I can massage that in 10 minutes and it turns into a lodge program mm -hmm. yeah because of the community and the people that you have to draw from yeah and it's uh so i i like the idea of creating a platform for other people mm. and so uh and that's what this is but also at the same time it's like if you have a party and nobody comes <laughs> your party's not going to be very much fun mm -hmm. so like i i want to offer this platform and i need participation okay you know. well I want to get in a few minutes I want to get to your background in residencies because you ran central track in Dallas for five years Correct. which was UTD's residency that was based in Expo Park yep and we can talk about that in a minute and Christopher Blay was a resident at that residency I was. Yes. Uh, it was a great time. and I lived pretty much next door um, and then Dean will you tell us about your experience at Casa Chuck and how you used it mm -hmm. as a curator so the initial residency that I did, the very first time I went there, um, I went there to work on writing. 
Um, and it was a really incredible place because it's a, a comfortable place to be able to both focus and kind of get work done. Um, and also because of its location, you know, it's, it's on this kind of corner lot where there are a bunch of other houses, other artists living kind of nearby that all share a, an enormous backyard. Mm -hmm. And inevitably, if I felt like I needed to take a break, I could walk out into that back space, see someone and have conversations. And it was just nice to be able to kind of dip in and out of that as I needed to, but to really have a place where I could go and focus on, on getting some writing and research done. And did you get writing and research done? I absolutely did. You did. I'm yeah. so pleased to hear that. I yeah. just did a residency up in Lubbock. It's called Casp, Charles Adams Studio Project. And I got a lot of work done, but it was work for work. It was Glass Tire. I was yeah. doing editor-in-chief work for Glass Tire there. and didn't work on a lot of personal stuff. It was a lovely experience, by the way. That is a good residency. Um, and also, like, how wonderful for Lubbock. Because I find that not only are artists benefiting from residencies, but the city in which they're positioned benefit. Like now, you have this intimate knowledge of Lubbock. Yes. And I felt the same with Central Track in mm -hmm. Dallas. Mm -hmm. Like, I tried to make it as hospitable as possible so that we build a pipeline between Texas cities. Which is what we're all trying to do. Yes. With Dean going to uh, San Antonio and bringing the San Antonio show here to Cam, it was the same thing. Uh, Christopher Blay and I have both recently relocated from Dallas-Fort Worth to Houston. When you got to Dallas, was it for Central Track? Yes. Did you move up there from Austin yep. to Dallas for Central Track? Yeah. So when you plugged in, it was really, I mean, it's not that you didn't know anyone in Dallas. Right. But, because you're an incredible networker, but you were right. So I kind of want to talk about what residency should be for the people who are there, the artists who are there. Right. Uh, what are the expectations? What uh, what should somebody who's running a program uh, provide for the for the artists or the writers? Or yeah. uh, I was the first writer at Casp, by the way. Um, it's they have choreographers, they have costume designers, they have artists. But you know, a lot of these residencies are open for different kinds of things. Christopher Blay is was at Central Track as an artist. Is that yes. right? Yeah, I was. What was and, your experience? Um, it was sort of like I was kind of going between the residency and Fort Worth and working as the curator for the Tarrant County College. So it was sort of like... Um, did you live there? Did you I live did. in Central I did. And we started out with a six-month, maybe a three-month residency, and it just kept getting extended, and I was there for a year. And it was but why, a, why did you extend it? Like, what was going right? Uh, it's the unique experience of having a studio as soon as you sort of walk down the stairs from the loft, uh, seeing your work present and being able to interact with the community of other artists and their studio practices and uh, having the gallery space there and having to uh, interacting with people uh, during exhibitions. It just sort of, yeah, we had regular critiques. Um, we cooked, we went out together, and it was just, it's a micro community that reinforces um, your practice. It's not isolated. You can sort of be sequestered in your studio while at the residency, but you have the opportunity to interact with other people and just build on your practice and feel connected to uh, the micro community that 
represented what was happening in art in, in DFW. How much would you credit Hyde with being the guy who made sure that the artists were interacting? Like, some people came in from Central Should Track. Should I leave from... the room? No, no, no. But you brought in people from other countries, even. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, people came that... into Dallas from all over, and they didn't, yeah. didn't necessarily have a car. They didn't know Dallas. Right, exactly. You were kind of not just... Running, you were like a den father, yeah. den mother to a thing. It was a residency slash hostel <laughs> slash yeah. like clubhouse. It was great. Yeah. It, it just. Um, but you had to I, do a lot of work to make I, that happen. I did. I did, and it was lucky that I started my my time in Central Track as an artist in residence, mm. and and then who was director when you were uh, Kate Sheeran? Okay. And, and she was leaving, and I sort of got picked to take over the directorship, mm -hmm. which was, um, in, in a way, I had to give up the last nine months of my residency because I was supposed to be there for a year. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but in, it changed my practice because I got more involved in uh, community building and uh, social practice and cur curation. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that, yeah, so, so, so being there that in, entire time and living there, you know, I had, and also I was the first artist to be the director of the program. That's right. And I think that that perspective and being intimately aware or familiar with the practice of mm -hmm. making art, I, I think I had insight into what other artists needed and I was listening too. Yeah. And, and so it, um, yeah, the social element is a big part of it, but also like getting serious about work is right. a big part of it, and kind of keeping an eye out for opportunities for the artists there and introductions and yeah, it is it is sort of like an extended cocktail party. I've um, got to say, for our listeners who are not familiar with with DFW or Central Track, I can't I can't express to you how vital and vibrant central track was for dallas and it it closed it should not have closed there was not enough institutional support for that Hyde did everything he could to keep that space up and going it was amazing and i think dallas still feels the loss really feels yeah. the loss i do too because i really loved that community love that community mm -hmm. currently yeah. love yeah. them but i'm not there anymore yeah but uh yeah wonderful to see yeah, I mean, really strong. I feel the same potential with San Antonio to, to um, you know, that I'm very excited about being at Casa Chuck. Right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask, Dean, because you've been in, how long have you been in Houston? A long time. Uh, almost eight years. Okay. Wow. So the residencies here in Houston, can you, na can you name a few that you think are pretty key? I mean, I think the core is, pro is probably one that lots of folks, not only in Houston, but nationally and know internationally and internationally know about. Know about. Um, I think really incredible things are happening at the Galveston Artist Residency. Yes, they cool. have beautiful studios. And one of the things that I think is really special about that program is that it's a, a bit more longer term. Mm -hmm. So you're there nine months, stipended, with an apartment. 11 months 11 now. Months. yeah. Okay, so with a really incredibly beautiful studio. And it's ultimately, I feel like, you know, that opportunity to focus yeah. and get things done outside of the kind of pens and pencils of existence. Like the time that I spent writing at Casa Chuck, you know, not that I wasn't doing things like getting up and making breakfast and making lunch, but all of the things that I might normally be 
distracted by at home just allowed me to kind of really put my blinders on and you know sit down and and get some serious writing done and serious thinking done besides and then the ability to kind of also understand that there were a whole community of other artists mm -hmm. who it was very easy to access because Kasachuk is so much a kind of central part of so many social experiences mm -hmm. in San Antonio you just you know you're practically running into people all the time mm -hmm. and so it's really easy and people were really generous about kind of both you know making invitations to do things but also kind of giving you know giving me time mm -hmm. which was you know it's really special so what would any any of the three of you can answer this or all of you can answer this where in an art ecosystem in a city if we're talking about some of the residences that are in some of the larger cities, Houston, San Antonio, Austin, DFW. What is this? What is the role that a residence plays, a good residency play in an ecosystem of an art scene, a discrete art scene in a city? What does it do for it? What is what did yeah. Dallas lose by losing its good one? You know? Yeah, I would say new blood mm -hmm. because you're importing talent and. Even local artists benefit from that because you're extending your network mm -hmm. as, as you meet new people. Um, yeah, so, so, I mean, it begins with new blood, it but does. it also like generates like this excitement and that momentum of making and exhibiting and supporting your art scene. Um, yeah, it's the connective tissue between the large institutions, the galleries, and the artists. It's um, that space where all three can sort of interact and support without sort of like carrying the load uh, individually. Mm -hmm. Like an institution wants to focus on their core mission of bringing exhibitions and uh, collecting new work, but uh, maybe they don't have the bandwidth to support artists in the way that um, a residency does mm -hmm. and artists um, can't make the leap from the studio to the institution without this sort of like uh, space not necessarily only for vetting but also for um, like sort of touching with touch having a touchstone between the institutions and the art spaces. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah it, yeah, it is definitely a vital connective enterprise that um, shares the burden of connecting everybody. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And just as a, as a curator too, I would say that, and you know, speaking also, you know, Cam doesn't have a residency, but thinking in a way about the kind of commissioning that um, is often able to happen by residency programs where, you know, like at Galveston or other places that there are these exhibitions attached. Being able to also be in dialogue with artists through that process is something that I really see as a privilege. That kind of connectedness to what somebody's doing, to being let into the studio to discuss these things, generate ideas, hopefully help somebody make an exhibition that's stronger mm -hmm. is something that is is what is most special for me about my conversations with other artists curatorially. Mm -hmm. 
So, Hyde, when you moved to San Antonio, you came in from Tulsa. Yeah. I was going to ask, and I, and, you know, what is, what is the, hmm, how do I, how do we talk about Tulsa? Let me see. So, uh, I've, I did a fellowship there uh, for two years, the Tulsa Artist Fellowship. Uh, and it's a fully funded uh, artist residency. Uh, I'd never been to Tulsa before, uh, but, you know, it's a very attractive proposition that you'll you'll be taken care of like this but um yeah that is a tough one how many artists were there 60 60 uh both visual artists and writers uh and uh is that too many people it 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 was not feasible it was not geez how do i say this it was not when i think about central track and what we were able to do with eight studios there is a certain amount of like there's intimacy and that like we're we're all we kind of know our purpose we know our place in the family i mean i i kind of what's the family that that on reality tv show that had like 18 children or something and then there's all this like really awful incest and (laughs) stuff that's come to light it's like (laughs) not that I, I guess I'm saying that like you need something manageable. You need something where people are being seen, being taken. Uh, their needs are being I, taken into account, and and like you were talking about a healthy ecosystem for a mm-hmm. city, which which would include like an artist residency, artist-run spaces, institutions, universities. Mm-hmm. All of those things are really important, and for, I think for an artist to really thrive, they have to. I don't know. Now, I, I can speak to that from just sort of the cohort of artists that were there when I was there. You at know, Central Track. Like, yeah, at Central mm-hmm. Track. Um, and it, it, yeah, it is, you are able to have a, a coherent studio visit, critique, uh, conversation, dinner, mm-hmm. and uh, it does feel like you're all just sort of, you're doing your own things, but you get to experience what other people are doing yeah. and it's a, a short hop to sort of have that experience between yeah. eight people versus yes. um, more than that. I would imagine too that just on the on the other side, like if you're thinking about the experience of organizing a residency like this and you want to give the residents a, a kind of good experience as a guest, right. That trying to do all the administrative work that would be necessary to kind of closely and sensitively look after 60 people. Yes. It takes so much. Yeah. Where if you have a kind of a smaller group of people like Mm -hmm. eight, people are not only kind of being looked after by somebody in charge, but also kind of, I would imagine, more closely looking after each other. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. And, And you know, actually that brings a good point is that not all artist residencies are useful to you. Like you may have some bad experiences. They're all very different. Yeah. But some of them function and some of them don't. I've been in residencies before where people left early. They could not get into their groove. Um, you know, they didn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. Or, you know... Or you're you're an artist who needs to be firing work in a kiln. Yeah. Or working in a, in you know, with yeah. glass or other materials that... 
yeah, sometimes the facilities are inadequate. Um, I, I went to an artist residency once and I got there and there was no electricity. Mm. And they didn't tell me about <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. you know? Uh, and, and they purposefully didn't tell me about it. They had, you know, there was, there was an issue with the town I will say there are, a lot of, <laughs> there are a lot of residencies out there, and residencies take all different forms. Uh, Christopher, you've done some residencies that would be considered maybe less conventional, less traditional. Yeah, and yeah, some of them were like the um, at my alma mater, TCU, where I was uh, a writer-in-residence uh, for a year at the Fort Worth Contemporary Arts, and that involved just... Um, working with Sarah Jane um, and Lene on uh, catalog stuff, uh, writing reviews for exhibitions, and ultimately curating an exhibition there during the year. And I've uh, been an artist in residence at the Center for Creative Connections at the Dallas Museum of Art, mm -hmm. which is more of a sort of come and go thing. You create, uh, you create an exhibition, although it's not technically part of the curatorial exhibitions at the DMA, but it's housed in the space, and uh, it provided an opportunity to interact with the community uh, through a couple of events. A similar thing at the Eamon Carter Museum, where I was there for a year just working through their education program with um, community groups uh, around exhibitions and given the opportunity to uh, word, write word text for some of the permanent collection exhibitions that were going that were being rotated. So, I've even done a, a residency at a bakery, uh, the Stair Crazy Bakery. Shout out to Rob and Adam in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, it was just sort of like going in and uh, considering how <laughs> how pastries relate to art and like. <laughs> inviting people to talk about the history of food and art uh, on one evening or like uh, mashing up Lil Wayne with Wayne Tebow and like playing hip hop music and having people bake cakes and decorate cakes or you know wow. stuff like that. That wow. sounds fantastic. <laughs> no, it was. Cool. Yeah, uh, cool. it was. You know, and that brings up an interesting point is that I'm sure people that haven't had experiences with residencies are thinking, how do I break into this? And there, of course, there are open applications, but you don't always have to ha do a residency that is something established and through an institution. Like I've actually created residencies for myself in like a house sitting gig yeah. in the woods. Yeah. Uh, and that wasn't, you know, it wasn't documented. I didn't have uh, administrative support, yeah. but um, I was able to make so much work in that time of isolation mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. a new environment. And so um, th there's the gamut of, of opportunities that are waiting for you and opportunities you should create for yourself as a working artist. It seems to me like artists probably need to know themselves reasonably well, or a writer, or a choreographer, or what, yeah. to know what it is they're looking for, because there is such an incredible range, and there is a very big difference between, say, coming to the core program in the middle of Houston, and getting yep. plugged into that, and going to Tulsa, or Lubbock, or Fort Corsicana, Rain. for instance. I think it a lot of it, too, just comes down to, for me, this kind of joy in content. Right? Yeah. It's like the time to be able to focus on what it is that you've been like 
not able to do for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the, you know, how um, things, these things unfold, like I've also had the opportunity um, to spend time, I had a residency at a squat in Paris when I was doing research for my Gina Pane exhibition at CAM. It was one of those things where if I had to kind of, I got a, a set amount of, of money through the French American Cultural Exchange, but being at a squat where I didn't have to pay rent mm -hmm. enabled me to extend a trip that I thought was gonna take a month and a half to being three and a half months. And ultimately it was, it was those mm -hmm. kinds of things, just taking advantage of those those situations and going like, okay, this is fun. Because ultimately, I had a great community of mm -hmm. people around me, and it was a situation where instantly I felt at home. Uh -huh. There were people the first night that I moved in who were like, oh, tonight this person's going here and here and here, this person's going here and here and here, mm -hmm. what yeah. do you wanna do? And those yeah. kinds of connections are also really, are really mm -hmm. nice to have. But then, you know, same token, sometimes you just need that kind of quiet time. You like you be need by yourself, the, right. the place mm -hmm. in the woods mm -hmm. where nobody's gonna bother you. I think I think talking to people who have done residencies and asking them to is a good way to get you know, you're doing your homework before mm -hmm. you go. You hear good things about you know, how many people have done Bemis and you hear good things about Bemis. It's yeah. like then it makes Bemis a more you know, desirable residency. I mean, residencies have reputations. Mm -hmm. um, and you, some have good ones, some have bad ones, and we know this, but, and then of course the newest ones, they're still figuring their stuff out. And maybe there will be growing pains. I, mm -hmm. um, I know of a residency, I'm not gonna name it, it's a good residency, but you know, it was very, very cold in the middle of the winter and the heat was out and everyone just had to kind of deal with it mm -hmm. for a few days, you know? Yeah. It's like, mm -hmm. these things happen. I think that's a big part of success at a residency is how how quickly or efficiently you can deal with adverse conditions mm -hmm. because you've left your studio where you know where everything is, mm -hmm. you know where your scissors are and your <laughs> string, and then you go to this new place and you think you've taken everything with you, but it's just not quite right and the chair's not quite right mm -hmm. and you find a lot of excuses not to do your work. Right. But... Um, you know, it is like, uh, it like, was it like a little bit of a nomadic practice? Is that you, you can make a, a good, you can turn any situation into a good situation. You can still be productive. You can still learn something. You can still increase your network. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one of those situations. It's emblematic of the fact that if you really know what it is that you're doing, mm -hmm. you'll find ways to get to an end goal, mm -hmm. and can enjoy the trip. You know, yes, if yes. if you start to kind of like take a a side trip and work on another on another thing as you're heading towards that, that's part of the yeah. fun. Totally, yeah. Yeah, like, like I, you know, there's a time when you arrive and you start to work, and like, for me, I'm thinking, I don't wanna make what I would make if I were at home. Right. Like, I want this experience to change my perspective slightly. Mm -hmm. I mean, not entirely, but you want, you want to make something new. Yeah, you and you want to be affected by the space mm -hmm. and the place. Yeah, and the people. Yeah. Well, how important then, uh, and I guess <clears throat> everyone here has done a resident, well, I and I 
was sort of curating when I was in MySpace. We had to have, uh, we needed to have shows on the first Friday of every month for a big open first Friday art trail. But a lot of residences, uh, residencies end with an exhibition or something similar to it. I mean, how, how important is it that there's a sort of goal? It's a goal-oriented thing. Or is that also like the, the artist, the writer, the curator needs to, and yours ended in a show at CAM actually. So you had a goal in mind. Well, I I didn't necessarily when I when I went there. Oh, okay. Um, so I had gone there before I officially arrived at CAM, mm-hmm. and it was just a situation where my kind of curatorial research um, was and my interests at the time were you know these folks said okay come here. There always was, of course, the idea that it would eventually turn into an exhibition, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know where that opportunity would come from. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that I think is, you know, this idea of of how you end something, um, it really just depends. I think it's it's best probably to understand those things going into it. Mm -hmm. It's really incredible sometimes to be just given the opportunity to have time and space. Um, and not yeah. to have to think about uh, here's your your end project. That's what I'm. Yeah, leave. that's what I'm asking you guys. Is like, is that is it a distraction to have to have the exhibition, or is it a good thing? And I guess that again depends on the individual. You it had does. an exhibition. Yeah, I did, and I mean it was a, an expectation, um, but it it didn't consume my time there. I feel like just given the space. And the opportunity to experiment and uh, decide where what directions I wanted to take was the value of that uh, residency for me. Mm-hmm. And having the exhibition at the end was really good, also. But it didn't. It wasn't like a cumulative um, sort of end product based on my time at the residency. It was just things I was thinking about anyway. Mm-hmm. So it it was good to have it. Um, but it was more a great opportunity to have an exhibition versus I went to Central Track and here's my report card. Here's <laughs> yeah. here's yeah. my final project. Yeah. yeah, it didn't. I didn't approach it from that perspective. It just I experienced things when I was there and it informed the exhibition that I ended up creating. So, did you find that that you had artists come through Central Track who were there because they wanted to do the exhibition versus artists who got there and yeah. resented having to do an exhibition? When I took over the directorship, that was pretty much how it was set up is that an artist was given an exhibition that was there. Was it an expectation? Uh, yeah, it was. It was and I started to look at that as a little unkind <laughs> to mm-hmm. the process and to the artist. Right. Depending on how the length of the residency. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I started to uh, change that mm-hmm. while I was there. And um, and and some artists they need that deadline. They want to work toward that. Right. Um, but but some it's a bit of a disservice. And I was going to say, you know, like Art Pace, which is an incredible experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did that residency in 2017. That's right. And um, you know, you're given a stipend, you're giving a, a given a budget uh, to produce a show, but you hit the ground running. You yeah. have eight weeks to produce a show, and you know people are going to see about see it, and you know people are going to write about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like it's there is a certain amount of pressure with that residency. Like yeah. you're there to 
push out that show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Everyone's and see. you you'd really better come with a pretty firm idea mm-hmm. of what you want to do. There's not a lot of lollygagging, like right. feeling yourself to to get to that mm-hmm. eight week deadline of an exhibition. But it's also yeah. I mean, it's not grad school. You're not there to sort of like find your way. You're True. there to do something yeah. and. Um, it's such an internationally recognized uh, residency that it you you bring your A game. You want to do the yeah. thing that that yeah makes you proud about what you're doing and mm-hmm. gives the community an opportunity to see what artists are doing in other parts mm-hmm. of the state and other parts of the country yeah. so and as a texas yeah. artist you're representing texas exactly in this group of exactly. a, a national and no international pressure artists. Yeah. yeah so you yeah you don't want to be the yeah. the weak link right, right. no absolutely yeah not. um so this is just kind of a this is i'm going to throw this out there and if you need a couple of seconds to think about it well, what would a dream residency be for each one of you Besides the money thing, like throwing a lot of money at you so that you have unlimited resources. Yeah. Although I, I don't think a writer necessarily needs that or a curator necessarily. But what would a, what would you say like the two or three most important things are a dream resident? Like what this would be amazing. I'm gonna jump in yeah. and just say you know of course you think like money is really important. Right. Like like to be supported while you're there. Yeah. Because that's something that um, institutions don't always understand is that even though you're in residence, like your life didn't stop elsewhere. Right. You may you still have a mortgage, you may still exactly. have dependents, you definitely have bills. Yeah. And so for it to come with a stipend that is uh, sufficiently supporting mm-hmm. you, so that also that is taken off of your mind. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you're worried about, worried money. about money, like how, you know, you're not fully into your work. Um, but I would say, you know, another thing that's really important, and I've had a variety of experiences with this, is that you have like support of a community and administrators that are interested in what you're doing. They're not simply like uh, hosting you out of some obligation, mm-hmm. or that I, I think there's kind of no faking it. It's kind right. of like a relationship where it's like you want to date somebody. That is into you, mm-hmm. not simply just interested in going out. Right. You know, so uh, <laughs> yeah, the level of engagement cannot be uh, overestimated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like, for that engagement to be sensitive, yes. because in as much as I think it's it's great to have people who are interested in what you're doing people who want to all of a sudden hang out at your studio all day long is maybe not the most (laughs) efficient thing, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So I think it's... it's Respectful, sensitive, yes. Yes. You know, and and being able to kind of, I think oftentimes if it's it's artist, if these things are Mm -hmm. artist-centric is really important. Where if you need to kind of dip into the local community, there are ways in which you can find that. If you need the kind of quiet time and you need to just be in the studio and lock the doors Mm -hmm. and that's welcomed, I think those kinds of things are are really important. It it is such a balance because there are situations where you you can be at the art zoo where there are like too many studio visits or studio visits with just the public at large and you're like, I have work to do. Yeah. Like, you, you know, who's marching? 
people through your administrative offices. Like my yeah. work is serious and I need the time. Mm -hmm. and, you know. That is such a good point. It's um, just the flexibility or the, the faith and trust in an artist to just be an artist while they're at your space. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the commitment that the yeah. institution and the grantor should give to the artist. That's ideal. It's, uh, mm -hmm. I don't want, yeah, the multiple studio visits, um, the obligation to interact even when you're not feeling it, uh -huh. and uh, yeah, support to encourage you to, yeah, have that financial part of it out of your mind while you're making art mm -hmm. and just accept the the result it's not yeah it's you're providing a service for an artist because you believe in art and you believe mm -hmm. in artists you're not looking for the shining object in mm -hmm. on a pedestal mm -hmm. that says hey our residency is great because this is what we produce it's we believe right. in artists, we believe they have a role, and we've given them this space, and yes. we're gonna stand out of the way and give them all the resources they need. That, that's not a, a tall uh -huh. order. It's, yes. it's, it's the basic, the yeah. bare minimum basic requirement. That's very well said. So, yeah. When I think too, some of, the, some of the bare minimums, you know, can really kind of step a game up for a, a kind of provider of residencies. Like, um, you know, I, I'm a curator, so I don't get to go on artist residencies, right? But I have oftentimes been pretty envious of <laughs> friends who have been on residencies like Skowhegan mm. or who have gone to McDowell, where you open up your door and there's a little picnic basket with all your food. Those kinds of mm. things just being provided that enable you to just like get there and get the, the thinking and yeah. the work done. Yeah. And sometimes also the work is just thinking. Mm -hmm. It yes. doesn't mean yes. that you have to be working and mm -hmm. that you have to be producing an yeah. object. It can be that you just need time to think. Yes. And, and beyond that, I'll say, I was on a residency with the writer Chris Krause once, mm. and she said, Sometimes you need time to work, sometimes you, should, you need time to think, and sometimes you just need time to be. And like that is sometimes like not seen as a legitimate part of your method. Mm -hmm. Like, and yeah, sometimes it's just, you just have to clear space. And a lot of that is about getting into a space that's unfamiliar to you. Yeah. Just yes. leaving your city, leaving your house, leaving your family, yeah. leaving that's your, so you go important. to a new place, uh, and it really yeah. expands yeah parts of your mind mm -hmm. just to be in a different place and yeah. that to me is one of the biggest values of a residency is like yes. just go somewhere else yes. and see what happens inside your brain yeah. it's difficult to be an artist without it I have to say mm. I think in this economic system that we currently are engaged with too mm -hmm. is that like you were saying Christopher like for someone an institution or administrators or curators to trust that our work is legitimate that our practice is serious mm -hmm. uh, because it's it's not the same kind of punch in punch out like guaranteed um, productivity. Uh, yeah. It's it's a more circuitous route and um, and it's difficult, believe us, <laughs> to to engage with that practice ourselves. But then to try to uh, explain that justify to someone it. else, justify that to yeah. someone else, is like you know compounding the pressure and. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, like, so artists need protection. If they're there, they need to be totally. protected. Yes. Their time, their privacy. Absolutely. Their yes. process. Yes. Yeah. And not all residencies get that right. But we've right. all been lucky. We've had some that yeah. have. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, mm. it's like dating. I use that metaphor a lot. It's because good. I find that it's, <laughs> it's yeah, a like, one. yeah, you, you, you go on dates with different people to find yeah. out who you really want to hang out with. Yeah. yeah. And ultimately, I feel like that model, too, works between artists and providers of residencies. Yeah. Because sometimes you're going to click and sometimes it might not click. So it's, it's also those kinds of situations. Like yeah. there are going to be the people that want to go and want to have like 15 people and curators and critics and all kinds of folks who are coming through their studios to talk to them about what they're doing. There are other people who don't want to be bothered with right. that. Right. And I think it's, it's it also might be the same person on different days. <laughs> and it might be the, yeah. It, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think that's a, that's a kind of important thing yeah. to recognize too. But it is it is a protective thing mm -hmm. on some level. Yeah. Protection and sensitivity somehow. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, yeah. in some ways, what is the point? Yeah. yeah. They may as well not, just stay home. You're not getting yeah. away. You're yeah. faced with yeah. the exact same things. I I have a friend Mitchell who uh, built a house for his mom next door. He lives out in the desert, and he he's a printmaker. And he would talk about how his mom would just like walk in and go like, "Hey, what's going on?" And he <laughs> he'd just be like, "God damn it," because she didn't understand how that that wasn't like a five minute interruption that took hours out of his process that's right because yeah. then he was thinking about her and his relationship to her and so yeah like you were saying dean like time and space you were saying protection mm -hmm. you know like it is such a delicate rubric mm -hmm. but um i mean that's what we all do to get our work done that's right mm -hmm. just to find that balance and I think one of the things that I am always happiest to do is to kind of do these things. You know, more and more I get the the kind of honor of being asked to be on panels where we're kind of, or juries where we're deciding. And it's like that opportunity to give an artist time, space, and money is something that I think is, is what everybody needs. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it all happens, it's like different percentages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need more money, sometimes you need more time, sometimes yeah. you need more space. Sometimes yeah. you wish you can give the artist more than you've been sort yeah. of allotted yeah. to give. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's yeah. interesting too, because yes, it's such an incredible gift to be supported, but there's also this uh, sometimes dynamic between like the patron and the artist, where the artist should be grateful. And yes, we should all be grateful for everything we have all the time. But there, there is also, um, you know, how do I say this? Like, do you know where I'm going with this? Sort of like, like, like if there is that expectation that you are solely grateful instead of that you're coming to the table with yeah. a lifetime of committed practice. Right. And you are working your tits off. Yeah. And like come on you know like like we're we're meeting in the middle here and like i shouldn't be beholden, beholden to you. right i think right. Yeah. yeah i think if if you can't give something without the expectation that you're going to just give it and that's going to be the end then you're probably not giving in the right way right and it's a you mutually... need to just be able to let that thing go and if somebody is grateful for it 
better. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. I mean, it's how we again, all this, would want to be. Again, this is yeah. a thing where the reputation of the residency is a useful thing to sort of know. If it's one that's already established, you'll have a sense of like who's running it, how respectful are they, do they understand what it is they have. Right. And maybe a newer one is still has its growing pains, but older ones should have, we should know, <laughs> you know, who's behind this? What's the money behind this? What do they expect? Yeah. Are the patrons, did the patrons really understand what art is? Uh, again, yes. do they want a feather in their cap? You yeah. were kind of talking uh -huh. about that. Do they need a trophy at the end yeah. of it? If, the, if so, they're doing they, it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. Are they using the residency to gentrify a neighborhood? Right. <sighs> That's a whole other mm -hmm. under. Boy, that is. Oh, it is. Not naming names. <laughs> Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, <laughs> uh, well, thank you all very, very thank much. You. This is awesome. Um, so can nice I just to see you. Yes, please. throw one thing in? Absolutely. I think, you know, in terms of people who are maybe looking for residencies. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and I can send you information if you want to include links. But there are things, I think, like Res Artists, R-E-S-A-R-T-I-S, -S, is a really great kind of conglomerator of lots of residencies worldwide that you can search in different ways. Like what's the length of the residency? Can you bring a spouse? Can you bring a pet? You know, what kind of facilities yeah, do they have? Right. All of that. Um, and also another thing that I think lots of folks find um, really useful is NIFA, the New York Foundation for the Arts' website. Uh, NIFA.org, which also has lots of information about residencies um, all over the place. Mm -hmm. And Glass Tire has listings. Glasstire.com yep. has yeah. a couple of great I've ones. I've heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> this little outfit out of Houston, Texas. Yeah, we, we did have some it listings. There's a couple news. of listings. It was funny because you wrote news about the Galveston Open Call, and I loved it that you put in your news that you, they allow pets. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Bring your pets. Because uh, that's a question, you know? Almost every artist hey, I know Excuse me, I have tarantulas. <laughs> is that going to be okay? In Galveston, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. So find your resources. There are lots and lots of residencies out there. Figure out what you want to make or what you need, and you'll probably find something that fits your needs. That doesn't mean you're going to get the residency, but, you know, you can keep applying. And if all else fails, create your own. There you go. There I you use go. that as a last resort because there's money out there and people willing to share it with artists. Yeah. All right, well, thank you very much. And uh, that is it for us this week. In two weeks, we will be back. And um, go see some art. Go see some art. <laughs> <laughs>